Eunice, did you have something on your heart you wanted to share with us? Sometimes the songs we sing, we sing them and we get familiar with the words and someone wrote the words. But as we look at the scripture, sometimes there's greater truth in something if a word was tweaked. Jesus said that my sheep will hear my voice. And there's so many promises in the Bible about him singing over us and dancing over us with joy. And Zephaniah talks about it. So one day he gave me the revelation in worship of that song. You dance all around me. And the words go, and I'm not aware. You sing all about me, and I never hear the sound. And Holy Spirit told me, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you need to change this declaration. And so when I sing the song, I do change it. I say, you sing all around me, and I am, I am now aware. And what's the next part? You dance all around me, and I am now aware. You sing all about me, and I learn to hear the sound. It, it just sets us in a tone of faith. So that song becomes a declaration and our agreement with what God is saying about us. And so I just wanted to share that, that sometimes when Holy Spirit tells us the truth, we can tweak something and the words become life to us. Amen. Power. Amen. I just have a couple of things this morning. First of all, I want to just let you know that there's a letter on the back bulletin board from the Kazarans. It was just given to us a couple of days ago, and I would just really encourage you to read it. Uh, very uplifting, uh, very heartwarming, very touching. Uh, but anyway, that's back there. And then also I need to meet with the fellows again after service just to kind of to finish up where we started last Sunday. I've got some more information and things. Uh, we're going to go ahead and dismiss the children at this time. When I mentioned, I hope I know, I hope you know how blessed you are. I was just thinking about what the Lord has uh, given to me this morning, and uh, you know, I, I don't know how much you look at the world around us and see the creation of God and how much that awes you and uh, you know makes your heart feel wonderful and, and grateful for the things that God has given you. But you know, there, there's something even beyond that that God has given to us that should just bless our hearts. And that's the fact 
that the one who created all this and keeps it all going and just gives us hope day by day wants to talk to you. He wants to be a part of your life. A very integral part of your life. You know, in the world that we live in, a lot of people think they have a lot of things to say. And uh, they don't hesitate to say those things. But you know, if, if they would just take time to listen to God and hear what he had to say, they would have something worthwhile to share with us. There's an important skill that's required uh, for healthy relationships, whether it's marriage or uh, parenthood, friendships, or even just at work, our co-workers. Every relationship hinges on our ability to listen to each other. It's a two-way street. You know, so often when we get to discussing with somebody, we always want them to listen to what we have to say. But when they try to, you know, speak back to us, a lot of times we just shut it off because they're not saying what we want to hear. But a right relationship needs to listen, have listening involved. We're not talking about hearing. You can hear a lot of things without even trying. I want you to just think about it, you know. Uh, as you're going about your daily life, there's probably a lot of things that you're hearing, but really, in all reality, all they are is white noise in the back of your head. You don't have to put any effort into hearing. Listening, on the other hand, takes intention. It's based upon a purpose choice that we've made to care about what the other person is trying to communicate to us. I want you to think about that. Communicate. Not what people are trying to say, what they're trying to communicate. So often, we don't hear what people are really trying to say to us for what they're saying to us. They're trying to communicate something different than what they're putting out there. We need to listen. We need to learn how to listen what people are saying. The same holds true with our relationship with God. God wants to speak to us. Are we really listening? How often do we just make God's voice white noise? Something in the background. We're too busy. We're too preoccupied. Or maybe we've just grown insensitive to his voice. We just sang, How majestic your whisper.
God most often speaks to us in a whisper. God was speaking to us in whispers as the testimonies were going on this morning. When Heather was talking about Zach, I just begin to think about the prodigal son, but the fact of the matter is people need a solid foundation that they can rely upon. And that's what he's looking for. And he knows where it's at. He's on his way home. I was thinking about what Roger said about finding it hard to find good help. Jesus was no different. The harvest is plenteous, the laborers are few. <laughs> it's the same thing. Hallelujah. God wants to speak to you. We need to listen. Hearing a whisper requires a little bit more initiative. It requires us getting quiet. It requires you drawing closer to the one that is whispering. Hallelujah. We must want to listen. I was just thinking about how these things all pertain to our prayer closet. Getting quiet, getting closer, listening. The Bible talks about when you pray, enter into your prayer closet and pray to God alone. And he that hears you in secret will reward you openly. We've got to learn to listen. We've got to learn to hear God's voice. For if we don't hear his voice, we have nothing worthwhile to say. We have no answers to the problems that this world has if we're not hearing what God is saying to us. I want to turn to 1 Kings this morning, chapter 19. I'm going to be reading out of the amplified iPhone version. Just because I don't have an amplified Bible at home. so I want us to start with verse 11. I'm just going to read a few verses here. And I think most of you are probably familiar with this story. This is the story of Elijah. And maybe I'll just set it up here a little bit. If you know anything about pre to this part of the story, Elijah had gone to King Ahab and said, God has told me it's not going to rain for three, three and a half years or three years. I can't remember exactly. But in that range of time. And it hadn't rained. And it hadn't rained and it hadn't rained. And finally, God has spoken to Elijah and he says, go back and tell Ahab to come up to Mount Carmel and bring all of his prophets. And uh, we're just going to take care of this situation that's going on. And if you know anything about it, King Ahab was married to, a, well, actually the first Jezebel. <laughs> you know, we call that type of lady a Jezebel. Well, she was Jezebel. She's the one that kind of set the standard for the rest of the Jezebels in the world. But uh, she was a wicked woman. She was a very wicked woman. She took all the prophets of God and had them killed. You know, only Elijah in a sense. And I think maybe there's a couple more that had escaped too. But, but there was very few of them that made it out. But she had killed a lot of them. So Elijah now is going back and God is staging this battle and saying, you know, it's time to, you know, put up or shut up in a sense. And if you know the story, uh, Elijah goes up to Mount Carmel and they have a sacrifice, and the prophets of Baal, they get all their stuff together and put their sacrifice on the altar, and 
Elijah said, the, the one whose God will, you know, burn the, the sacrifice up as we call down fire is the God. And uh, so, you know, they did all their stuff. And if you read the story, they started in early morning and they went all the way to the evening sacrifice. All day long, they called out to God. And it says they cut themselves and they did all their ceremonious things that they did to call upon their gods and nothing happened. And finally, I think Elijah got tired of making fun of them and, and said, you know, it, it's time for the evening sacrifice. I'll show you how this is done in a sense. And, you know, if you know the story, he, he took his sacrifice. He, he built an altar out of 12 stones, as which was the requirement that God called for. 12 un, uncut stones. Set them up and place your offering upon it. He dug a ditch around it and poured three barrels of water up on top of this. Uh, anyway, and, and called down the fire of God. Not only did the fire of God come down and take the offering, it took the rocks, it took the water, it took everything. Uh, you know, and I don't know if you've ever seen rocks burn up. I haven't. <laughs> I've never seen a rock <laughs> that could be burned up or get that hot that it would burn it up. But God did that. And uh, we see after this that uh, Elijah says, get all those prophets of Baal, kill them. Get rid of them. Well, when Jezebel heard that Elijah had all the prophets of Baal killed, she said, I'm going to make you just like one of them by the morning. And he took off. And that's where kind of this story is at. He's in a mountain talking with God and uh, just really, I think, in a sense, kind of confused. And so it says here in verse 11 of 1 Kings 19, So he said, this is God speaking, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord was passing by, and a great and powerful wind was tearing out the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle blowing, a whisper. I want to just stop there for a minute. How often do we want God to just shake us with an earthquake or, you know, just to bring a storm in and just make the rocks roll, everything. Just, you know, just make it known to us what he's doing or, you know, that he's in it. A, a fire to stir us up, get us going, get us on fire for God. That's not the way God works all the time. And matter of fact, not most of the time. But there was the sound of a gentle blowing, a whisper. When Elijah heard the sound, he knew it was God. That's not in the reading. How often when you hear the whisper, do you know it's God? Amen. He wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. I want you to notice this. God wants to speak to us. Listen to what God says to him. And the voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? What is God saying to you this morning? Are you where you should be in the kingdom of God? Are you doing what you should be doing? If you go back, and like I said, Jezebel told Elijah she was going to take his life in all reality. What was driving Elijah to go to this mountain? Fear. Exactly. He was not following that whisper of God. Right after this, the following scriptures, you can read through them if you want to, but God gives him direction. 
says, you know, you need to go back and anoint, uh, I, I don't remember, Jehu and Ahaziel, and, and you know, because they're going to just take out everybody that's contrary to what I'm doing. The one that the first one doesn't get, the second one will get, and so on and so forth. But God wanted him to stand up and stand strong. He would just seen a great miracle of God. God had devoured the sacrifice. And the first thing, when Jezebel comes against him, he runs. The important thing is that he knew it was the voice of God and he listened. We've got to learn to listen to the voice of God. I've got another scripture I want to read in. If I can find it. In James, if you want to turn with me in James. I'll find it here in just a second. James 1 and verse 19. This is an amplified. Oh, I just lost it again. My fingers are too big for this. James 1, verse 19 in the Amplified. Understand this. If you take nothing else away today, take this scripture with you out of the Amplified, please. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be a careful, thoughtful listener. To what? To God. First of all, listen to God. Be slow to speak, a speaker of careful chosen, co- carefully chosen words, and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. I was thinking a lot of times in our discussions, it kind of goes in reverse of all this. <laughs> we get angry, we don't speak very slowly, and we don't listen. God says, listen first, then be slow to speak. Carefully choose what you're saying. Go in the right spirit. And don't get angry. Be patient, reflective, forgiving. <coughs> Hallelujah. I want to challenge you. Find that place of quietness where you can truly listen to the whisper of God. God wants to speak to us. And he is speaking to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember it's, it may have been a couple years ago that we were singing a song. Maybe it was this song. I don't know. It talked about amazing. You know, I'm amazed by you. And, and God spoke to us and said, if this amazes you, you've not seen anything yet. And I look out at the church and how full it's been. And I'm thinking, it's happening. He's doing just what he said. He's making it more amazing than it used to be, than it was. We're beginning to see how amazing God can be. And we're just starting. But we need to listen. Because that's where our direction comes from. That's where really the reality of what we're doing comes from. It's not in me standing here. It's not what I'm saying. It's what God is saying to us as individuals. Hallelujah. So I want you just to remember it's an intentional choice to listen. There's nothing that can stop you from listening to God if you want to. I hate that word if, but it's there. 
It's up to you. I just want you to know that God does want to speak to you. And he will speak to you if, if you listen. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you for the blessing of knowing the creator of this universe. Lord, your eternal power and greatness. And Father, the ability to set before you and have you speak to us. Lord, we realize that so often you speak to us in a whisper. Hallelujah. Lord, if you're not speaking to us in a whisper, usually you're angry at us and we need correction. But when you're trying to lead us and guide us, Lord, so often you speak in that gentle voice that just, in a sense, invites us to join you in what's going on. Hallelujah. Lord, may we partner together with you by hearing your voice and doing your will. Make us intentional listeners. Help us not to just be hearers of the sound. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for that voice that created and still creates. For the power and majesty of it. We thank you for the majesty of that whisper. We love you, Lord, and we give you praise. Bless the hearts of your people here today, Lord. Guide them. Make them bold. Give them strength in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're dismissed this morning.